0: Okay, so we're gonna get started now and welcome to the show with Alice, Judith, and Dr. Elliot Anderson <laughs> well good evening everyone and uh welcome back again to Sparkle of light spiritual chat show and this will now be season two episode one um so i would like tonight to welcome um judith miller who is a spiritual medium um, Very who will be on tonight um and also having a little chat with our guest who i will tell you all about in a little minute my name is alice devora as those who who listen to the podcast will know i'm a spiritual medium and psychic as well and i will be your host this evening along with judith miller now tonight's guest and lovely elliot van dusen from canada and elliot is a corporate director paranormal phenomena research an investigation and executive vice president of ghost project in canada elliot earned himself a diploma in parapsychology and a doctorate degree as well. And his work has been featured on the Discovery Channel, The Globe, The Mail, The Daily News, The Chronicle Herald, and numerous radio other stations as well. Elliot is also author of three professional books. And the first book was released in 2018, and it was called Evil in Exeter. The second book was in 2020, Supernatural Encounters, time paranormal accounts from law enforcement and the third book was more supernatural encounters from law enforcement as well uh, so tonight uh, it's been a very interesting discussion uh, especially when you go back to Elliot's background as well where he was actually a corporal with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police force uh, so uh, and I know he, you know he specialised in major crimes there as well so um, I'm quite interested in having this chat with Dr Elliot Van Dusen and I'm sure you are as well Judith this is your first time on tonight with me so it'll be interesting yeah. so you you like the paranormal as as well and you and you work psychology to... yeah I'm very much into lots of yeah. so interested in yeah
1: hearing more
0: Okay, so let's welcome Dr. Elliot Van Dusen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Paul, they are. You are.
2: You are. Ah, no. ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's um, good. It's funny, my, uh,
2: my grandmother's maiden name on my father's side was O'Connor. So I always thought that growing up that I was more um, Dutch than Irish because of my last name, Van Dusen. And then when I did my DNA ancestry, it turned out I was more Irish than Dutch.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Kind of- I can hear the Irish accent coming through i can hear nice yeah yeah accent.
2: we do have a we do have a bit of a accent in nova scotia it's a kind of an east coast uh twang for sure yep yep
0: all right okay yeah yeah very interesting so, so there's irish blood yeah there's irish blood there mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's yeah. irish blood on my side as well yeah all well, my family are irish so yeah um so that, that's, <laughs> that's that's nice crazy. yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. yeah, you just never know. You just never know.
0: No, you certainly do not. Uh, now, um, where did this begin for you? Now, I know that you had a connection, um, very strongly, um, with spirit, um, as a child. You were very interested in this. Um, so did you have experiences as a child or no. that brought you into it later, or what happened? No,
2: no, you know, that I, I get asked that, um, a lot if it was uh, an experience that brought me into, you know, being interested in the paranormal, but it was actually the television show um, Unsolved Mysteries uh, because I knew that I wanted to be a police officer. I come from a long line of police officers. Uh, I have aunts and uncles and cousins that were uh, law enforcement. So I kind of had this desire inside to to become a police officer, but I didn't want to just be any police officer. I kind of had the goal to be Mm -hmm. uh, a detective on homicide unit. So Unsolved Mysteries really fascinated me. Me, because they would always talk about cold cases and homicide cases. But then every once in a while, they'd throw in, you know, a ghost story or a UFO story. And uh, that also captured my interest. So then it was around 1997, um, I discovered the TV show, The X-Files. And it had already been on TV since 1993, but I hadn't come across it until 97, And I thought that was really cool that you had two law enforcement officers investigating the paranormal. So uh, I decided to create my uh, nonprofit organization, Paranormal Phenomena Research and Investigation, to start to collect local folklore around Nova Scotia, um, you know, ghost stories or cryptozoology sightings. And that kind of led into um, being asked to, to investigate uh, some haunted houses. And then uh, my mother actually came to me with a newspaper article one day and saw that there was a parapsychologist teaching parapsychology at the Nova Scotia Community College. And so I decided to enroll in that. And uh, I'm still friends with uh, the instructor today, Dr. Darrell Wall. She's one of my colleagues. He's my chief research officer for uh, PPRI. And, you know, once I started doing those courses, I, I really – felt that it was the same kind of passion I had for the paranormal that I do for law enforcement.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, what about the paranormal investigations? What was your first one like when you started out?
2: Uh, so when, when we first started out, I would say, um, you know, it was more collecting the, the stories human experiences. And then after I took the two courses from the community college, um, Dr. Walsh asked me to become part of his organization, which was called the Center for Parapsychological Studies in Canada at the time. And so I got to kind of be mentored by senior paranormal investigators on how to do, you know, a proper scientific investigation. And then, of course, I continued my education as well in parapsychology and, you know, got to, uh know the ethical considerations and use the equipment properly um you know like there's no such thing for example uh, one kind of myth is that there's no such thing as equipment that can detect uh human consciousness or ghosts, but it's marketed as such you know ghost detector or you know uh Mm -hmm. like voice phenomena just to just to kind of market it and, and sell it but they are helpful tools and we have used those tools in investigations and actually um solved allegedly haunted places and it turns out to be you know a natural phenomenon i'll give you an example um one example was an alarm clock that was next to somebody's bed and every night they would wake up and they would experience uh an version of a female at the end of their bed. And what we found out is uh, the activity in the house was only happening there, and it was only a vision of uh, this female apparition. And what we noticed, thanks to the electromagnetic field radiation detector, or the EMF reader, is that the alarm clock was those old kind of brown ones from the 70s, and it was giving off excessive amounts of electromagnetic uh, radiation next to the person's head while they were sleeping all night. And we know through scientific studies in the laboratory, especially the work of uh, the late Canadian, Dr. Michael Persinger, that when um, excessive amounts of electromagnetic are directed at the temporal lobes, it can cause people to experience uh, feelings that they're being watched. It can cause them to see apparitions. And once this alarm clock was replaced, um, the haunting of of this bedroom uh, ceased. So sometimes those tools are very helpful and they can scientifically explain, um, you know, your investigation, but it's not used to detect human consciousness. I mean, there's not even medical equipment this today where we can detect what human consciousness is. In fact, scientists still don't really fully understand what human consciousness is. Okay, I
1: was going to ask you that. I was going to ask, have you done any experiments or research on, say, you um, the likes of uh a, a medium or, or like a physical medium or people who um would think they, they can feel like even alice herself will feel the difference in the, in the in the consciousness and the vibrations with working with spirits so it was interesting to see do can use monitor that as that changes
2: yeah so we actually do have a medium in PPRI, which we just got last year. Um, and it was just by fluke. So we had an investigation come up where these items were materializing in the homeowner's home, but it wasn't your typical like app ports. It was, they were very neat and very organized, almost as if, you know, somebody had laid them out. So of course being a, uh, you know, a former police officer and a paranormal investigator, oh, you're you're frozen a little bit here. Uh, oh, sorry, me.
0: Yeah, they
2: yeah, froze a little bit. It's all right. It's fun. Oh, okay. Um, no, so being very critical, I looked at the photos, and it, it almost looked like, you know, you're kind of thinking somebody's trying to play a joke on you. It was just too kind of perfect. So um, we ended up uh, bringing... A medium that my sister recommended it was her sister-in-law and she kept saying you know jody's really good jody's really good you should bring her along to the investigation so we did but we didn't tell her any details at all we just said we didn't even tell her what case we were doing we told uh, you know she knows we do paranormal phenomena but didn't tell her it was a haunting or anything so i just told her when and where to show up so she showed up and i was very impressed with her so much so that we obviously asked her to join Um, our organization afterwards. The first thing that happened when she arrived is she felt an intense uh, pain in her heart area and her left arm went numb. She said that she feels a male energy at the residence um, and it it almost feels like uh, he's having like a heart attack. Turns out the homeowner's father, who he thought was the one moving these items around, had died of a massive heart attack while on vacation in the Dominican Republic years ago. Uh, The second thing that happened that impressed me is when she went into the garage and was doing her walk through, she could sense the energy coming from an item in the back corner and she picked up a tape measure and she said, this tape measure belongs to the entity that I'm feeling in this house. And we checked with the homeowner and it turned out that it did. Actually, it was his father's tape measure. Uh, The third thing that happened, which was interesting, is when she came into the house, uh, all of a sudden she felt like she was on a boat. She said... It was very unstable. She felt like she was rocking. She was having trouble standing on her left leg. We ended up finding out that um, his mother had just passed away. It would be last January now, so a year ago. And before she had passed away, she actually had to have her left leg amputated because the circulation had stopped. And uh, she was picking up that that kind of energy. Mm The next thing that happened was uh, about a week before we showed up to do the investigation, the wife was playing cards with a family friend and one of the cards went missing. Um, the seven of spades went missing. And so they tore the the house apart. They were trying to find it. They were just there in front of them. They, they left to go get a drink. They came back. One of these cards is missing. Couldn't find it. We gave the deck of cards to uh, Joby to feel, and we asked her, you know, are you picking up any energy or anything from these cards? And she said she could see the six and the eighth of spades, but it was the seven of spades that was missing. So she picked out the two outliers, which I thought was really impressive considering a deck of cards has 52 cards in it. And then the final thing, which kind of sealed the deal where I'm like, yeah, I I think she has like legitimate, you know, ability is um, I didn't even know. Uh, as the lead investigator what the father's name was and so we were doing uh seance to try and get in touch with the uh uh the spirit that was there and she was asking what the spirit's name was and she could hear the sound puh, puh, puh. so she asked if his name was peter and uh, the son said no uh he did have a friend named peter but his name's not peter and that kind of bugged Jody, so she picked up the tape measure and she asked again, and then she said, "Ah, his name's Paul," and then the son confirmed that, "Yes, his his name's Paul." So I was very uh, very impressed. Um, you now some of the some of the other people that I, I work with uh, in in the parapsychological community don't put as much evidence into uh, mediumship because it is all subjective; it's not empirical, but when I see cases like that where Jody had six hits and had no information about the case, um, it leaves you, it leaves you, you know, in disbelief. So I I am a believer uh, in the ability. I think that, uh, you know, certain people are just tuned into it more so than, than others. Yeah.
1: So can you say, um, uh, the likes of Jodie says she was sitting sitting and she was working spiritually are you able to monitor anything with her as in like machines or like uh, readings or anything electrical that yeah. changes can you see as as her vibration changes can you see anything show up on the machines
2: it's interesting, actually, the only thing that we were able to detect is uh, Jody felt when she was making communication with the spirit uh, that she was freezing. Yeah. But we had a mm-hmm. uh, thermal camera and her body temperature actually rose two degrees. So she was actually getting hotter, even though she felt like she was she was freezing. Um mm-hmm environmental change that the equipment did detect uh as far as the emf readings and things like that uh, the audio recorders and the video uh we didn't pick up anything anything else on that
0: yeah yeah have you had an, a scary experience in your investigation
2: well yeah the uh the first book that i that i wrote that you mentioned evil in exeter that was probably uh the most wild case i had ever investigated so um mm-hmm. i had witnessed uh, i had witnessed doors opening and closing on their own locking and unlocking on their own uh children's toys being manipulated on their own uh i heard footsteps approach me three distinct footsteps approach me um mm-hmm. strange messages uh came on um yep. the homeowner's we're phone
0: frozen again i think
2: <laughs> well, excuse me
0: again we're back again
2: I'll go back. I think um, it's your
0: end, Alice, because <laughs> we're both.
1: We're, it's not for us. How oh, are you? Yeah, at I'm my end.
0: Yeah, I keep getting some um, blips. You know, there. But that's okay. As long as yous are all right, then.
2: Uh, all right, it. we'll keep, we'll keep going. Um, <laughs> you no, know, so one uh, one of the weird things that happened, for example, in this case was, uh, and I'll I'll spell it because I have my phone next to me, and if I say it, it'll it'll activate. But. Uh, there was a message on the phone and it said, Hey, S I R I, Malik, dirty girl. And like the message didn't make sense, but the response said, In my realm, you can be anything. So the homeowner had contacted me. I wasn't down in Rhode Island at the time that that specific incident happened. I was up in Canada. I was at work, actually. I was still uh, an active police officer at the time. Um, got a phone call from her. She told me what happened. I said, Well, that's weird. Like Malik is a name. Like maybe the entity that's there might have provided it's name or something. So let's do some research. So started doing some research on it and came across the name Malik in the Quran, which is a jinn. And the interesting thing was is several years ago a medium had told uh, the homeowner that she had an evil jinn attached to it. So it was was very interesting that several years ago, she was kind of warned that there was a negative entity attached to her. And then all of a sudden, this message appears on her iPhone and the response is, in my realm, you can be anything. We tested it on uh, the same network, AT&T. We tested it on phones up here in Canada. And the response at the time was not that. It it said something like, uh, hmm, I just don't understand this gender thing. So when we reached out to Apple, uh, Apple had no explanation for why the iOS software would have that. um, which was, you know, very interesting. And there was all kinds of different things that were happening in this house, like house flies coming out of nowhere. Um, the kids didn't sleep for like three or four days. You could hear scratching coming from their walls. I, I always strive to get into a haunted house that was that active and then... While I was in the midst of it, I actually was starting to get almost like compassion fatigue uh, from helping the family because there was just so much going on and and uh, you were always on edge. You didn't know, you know, what was going to happen next and do you have the camera ready and the equipment ready? And I know when I would come back to Canada for for a break, I'd go down for a couple weeks and then come back to Canada for a break and then go back down. Um, enjoyed my my downtime when I was back home just to kind of recharge um it's not uh you know that that was i learned a lesson there and that was many years of investigating under my belt it's just i hadn't dealt with something um so malevolent uh that yeah, yeah you you don't want to wish for that uh yeah let's put it that
1: yeah. way yeah sorry i was going to say do you not find working amongst um so we, <laughs> we all have our energy and we work up with a lot of energy and especially like alice myself or, mediums will work a lot with energy When you do your investigations um do you not feel when we work with spirit you know we're depending how we, we each work we both work differently um so you know you're using your energy spirit's using their energy do you not feel them using your energy mm-hmm. in the sense would you ground yourself or would you take any like precautions or any steps before you go to an investigation as in so that you're kind
2: of not being drained with your energy? Um, I definitely understand the draining energy that you, that you spoke of because the house in Exeter was like that. If you were in the house, uh, you felt very tired, very fatigued. And mm-hmm. if you go break for lunch and go leave to go to a restaurant, as soon as you got out of the vicinity of the house, or even the subdivision you started to feel a lot better like you have got your energy back almost like you just had two cups of coffee you felt good compared to being mm-hmm. in the house so i've totally um, you know experienced experienced that i would say no i probably didn't take any uh steps to to protect myself when i was uh young and started doing this uh type of work my mother had always told me, and I didn't believe her, but she told me she used to put blessed medallions in my clothing. And uh, I never I never believed her until one day I was actually like cleaning out my closet and I was going through uh, one of my sports coats that I had for, you know, uh, if we were doing a TV uh, appearance or anything like that or meeting with professional clients. And sure enough, inside it was like a blessed medallion. So she wasn't joking. She actually used to like put put things yeah. up. In my clothing, but um, mm-hmm. in the Exeter case, a medium gave me uh, a piece of amethyst, like raw mm-hmm. amethyst, yeah. to carry around, and um, that kind of case uh, certainly made me think more about the the protection and the safety aspects of things. Uh, I'm I'm from a Roman Catholic background. I don't call myself like a practicing Roman Catholic, but that's you know how I was raised. So uh, even in my toolkit, I've got uh, some holy water. I've got a crucifix uh, there are times like where i've you know uh blessed myself with the holy water and my wife who is uh, part of ppri as well um she's more of a critical investigator than than i am she asks a lot of good hard questions which which i like because it, it makes you think um for the for christmas this year she actually asked me to get her something um for protection because she said you're dragging me into all these different homes and stuff like that she's like i want something uh you know to protect uh me so i did some research and i ended up getting her a nice uh black onyx um -hmm. tier shape uh pendant uh because black onyx uh Even in ancient times, they used to use it to kind of ward off evil spirits and has a lot of protective properties and things like that.
1: Crystals have great properties and help us in many
2: ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's actually surrounded by uh, lab created sapphire, which I thought was cool because I was born in September. So, sapphire. So the, the necklace was really cool because it's got the piece of onyx, but then it's also got my uh, birthstone around it. So I thought it was a good gift, and she likes it. So no,
0: That's
2: lovely.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd like to bring you to um, your second and third book, um, The Encounters from Law Enforcement. Yes. Um, w- was that Was that something that happened after the police, or was it during when you were working in the police force?
2: That was, I th- think, partially in between my retirement, uh, if I do recall, um, because I retired in 2020. And I think the first one, Supernatural Encounters, came out in 2020. And what happened there is after I wrote my first book, um, my, my mother actually uh, was encouraging me to, to write another one. I said, well, these types of cases don't come along, you know, Every day I said I'd have to kind of check like our uh, case files in the office and see if there's anything else worth writing about or, you know, come up with another idea. And all of a sudden one day I did have this idea. I said, well, I said that uh, I could start looking into my two passions, which is law enforcement and the paranormal. I said what i'll do is i'll start by contacting some of my colleagues that i worked with and see if they've had any unusual experiences so i started to do that and before i knew it uh, sure enough uh, some of my sheriff friends some of my security officer friends some of my uh, police friends all had these experiences some had ufo sighting uh, encounters and before i knew it i collected uh, about 50 stories and so I, uh, I published that, that book and then I started going on podcasts and talking about it. And next thing I know, I had more law enforcement contacting me with stories and um, you know I would do the research where I could to uh, you know, see if there's newspaper articles and things like that to kind of uh, match it up. And next thing I know, I had about another 50 stories. Uh, so I ended up doing a sequel to, uh, to that uh, first law enforcement book. And uh, a lot of people in the paranormal community um have really kind of con- congratulated me on Absolutely. that because they said you know the law enforcement world is kind of hard to crack so the fact that you know over a 100 different stories from law enforcement all true uh true stories they thought that was amazing and i don't know if it was a police officer myself so i had that bond with them or if it's the kind of a combination of the fact that i was a police officer but they also knew i was interested in the paranormal and a you know, a paranormal investigator, but some, somehow, some way it, uh, it worked for me and, and we ended Mm -hmm. up collecting, you know, like I said, about a hundred different stories uh, that we may not have known about if I hadn't done that work, because a lot of these guys uh, and girls didn't, really talk about it and even some of them that are still so skeptical they'll say listen man I'll tell you right off the bat I don't really believe in ghosts but this is what happened to me and then they'll tell you the story and mm-hmm. to you me or Alice we would all say you know yeah that's that's a ghost encounter uh, but to them they almost still have trouble justifying just
0: yeah I, I can and, see probably in some people's views where that comes in but I have experienced it myself. If I, haven't, if I hadn't experienced some of the paranormal stuff in my own home when I was growing up, then I probably would have maybe questioned it a little bit. But I have experienced it. And, um, and uh, it, it was huge in the house that I lived in. Um, whether it came from my own mediumship that was there, and um, you know that highlighted what was going on in the house i don't know but i have experienced it and um i can understand though somebody who maybe hasn't experienced it maybe doubt it a little bit what I, would like, what I would like to ask you though is um i i was also raised as a roman catholic as well and uh And my belief as a spiritual medium is um, when our time comes to cross over, then we do have a loved one that comes to reach out to us, takes our hand and takes us with them. How then does this not happen when there's ghosts left? Uh, do they not want to cross over or are they resilient to crossing over Is there reasons why they, they don't want to go um
2: well a lot of uh, a lot of those uh answers to those questions actually come from individuals like yourself and judith that are mediums that tell us parapsychologists what spirit is is telling uh telling you guys and then in turn you guys tell us so it is subjective yeah. evidence but there's been a few different uh, things or repeated themes that have come up. So one of them is uh, usually in a sudden death that happens very quickly and unexpectedly. It seems to be that those types of spirits tend to hang around more so than somebody that, you know, has been sick with cancer for a year and has kind of made peace of what's going to happen. And they're just kind of, prolonging their life for as long as they can but they know at the end end of the day it's it's not curable and they will pass on at some point those individuals seem to pass on and whatever happens whether you walk through a light it depends which culture you're from you know over in asia they believe you cross a bridge so um, yeah. you know roman catholics you go through the light and there's no coming back yeah. uh, over over in asia you cross the bridge there's no coming back um another another kind of uh reason is that uh, some people don't want to go uh in in that case i told you about uh, jody mm-hmm. that uh, gave us the six hits um mm-hmm. when she talked to the spirit there that's what he had told her he said that uh, when he died on his vacation he felt like he had so much more to live for and he wanted to see his wife and he wanted to see his kids grow up that he chose not to cross over But then when his wife passed away a year ago in january uh she was gone he said and he actually like showed her a vision of him like snapping his fingers he said she was just gone like that so she obviously had made the conscious choice to to move on and then he was kind of you know stuck in between the spiritual realm and the physical realm um so did kind of give him some guidance and and uh, tell them, you know, that it's it's okay to move on. And, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. going to see your family again and you can go be with your wife. And I um, mm-hmm. yeah, followed up with the family not too long ago. I think it was just before Christmas and they haven't had any – other activity in the house since we've been there and they, they were really appreciative of our services. And we're a nonprofit organization, so we don't charge for anything. Um, in fact, I do a lot of fundraising, I do public events, speaking events where we try and charge the absolute minimum fee, you know, just enough to kind of cover the, the uh, room rental or the venue and then anything that's left over. Uh, it goes back into the organization to fund our investigations that we do. Yeah. I've never, never charged a client uh, No, give you a donation. Right. Um, I, nice. I donate all my book. Yeah, I, I donate all my book proceeds uh, to PPRI. So any books that I sell, I just put the money right into PPRI's nonprofit bank account. Um, and we created a couple of merchandise things like some T-shirts and hoodies and mm-hmm. things like that. Everything we sell there just goes right into uh, the yeah. nonprofit to support um you know, our, our
1: endeavours. Good, good cause to share around. Um, I wanted to, to share with you, you were talking about, um, you know, evidence and different things. And, like, yes, as mediums, it's our, it's our job, it's our responsibility to provide that evidence, to validate that evidence. Um, But, you know, I've also seen where, like, my father-in-law, um, before he passed, he... He wasn't able to, he couldn't get out of his bed. He was, they created like a, a room, bedroom with a hospital bed. And um, he, he would have needed two, two nurses, you know, to, to be helped outside, you know, to be to be moved out of the bed. He couldn't walk. And um, my mother-in-law used to come down in the mornings and his bed was in the middle of the room. And she used to say to him, how did, how did that get here? And they and they had two sons and spirit and he he would say the boys were come. The boys came and playing with me and playing with me last night, and and they very much were, you know. And they used to turn her light off and on, and um. So you know, he got great comfort because he was spending that time, um. You know even before he passed, he was spending time with those loved ones who were all gathering around because it was coming closer to its time. And I've had my I've had my mother-in-law in, in our house and, and I'll hear her in the kitchen and she's opening the cupboard doors and she's like sounds like my kettle's been filled up. And I'll say to her, Alice, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And she'll say, you know, or her son, my partner, um, he'll be in soon. He wants it, he he, he likes a cup of tea as soon as he comes in. And then no and behold, then he actually just comes in through the door. Um yeah. so it's it's I understand this spirit always say to me, um, there's no no spirit that is lost. Um um there is no spirit that is lost. They, and what they say to me would be um, we like yourself, we choose to stay around family um, or we choose to move. But they also said to me, because um, I'm very much into after the life and the physical side of things with uh, mediumship and the power And they said to me, you know, when you when you pass, um, you you just you don't travel. You just you're there. It's like intention, yeah. you're just there. Okay, you're and, your door. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and here, we, and I've been spirit trained, my my team, my spirit team trains me in the physical. So they said to me, you know, it's the same on the, on the earthly plane. You don't have to travel, you can remote view, which is true, we can remote, do remote viewing. Yeah. Uh, you just set the tension and you're there. Um. And we'd very much... We only use a quarter of our capabilities of what we're, our mind is, and it was something I, I heard you um, touch on last night. Um, and it was the power of the mind. Yes, it was mm-hmm. the power of the mind. Um, and I'm, I, I know Alice is too. You know, we're firm in what we do. Um, it's 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 important that you can validate uh, and you can show um but also you know what spirit would say to me is we do telepathy every day every single day we're we're all doing telepathy um like you might think of someone and then lo and behold you're getting a text message through or they'll contact you and so we do telepathy every single day and most people aren't aware that they're doing it um and it's it's interesting to hear um Do you believe in the sense that the power of the how much the power of the mind that the strength of the tool is? Um, Because my spirit team would always say to me, you know, we're using a quarter of our abilities. There's so much more to what we can use, but we're not.
0: Well, that's even detailed in any radiography, um, MRIs, and scans that we only use very small proportion of the brain um you know I, i'm an ex um, general nurse um and anything at all to do with the brain even speaking to a neurologist they'll say that you do not know about the brain yet you know we're get, we're getting there but there's <laughs> enough what will will i don't know if they'll ever know
2: yeah. or are we
0: meant to know in this life
2: yes no uh, those are all <clears throat> those are all excellent points um and i do i do think that the mind is so powerful that we you know we don't fully understand it yet and we don't use it as as much as as we could and i think it's just society today is so noisy and I look at uh, studies like the Gansfeld experiment, for example, when they uh, deprive people of certain senses, like the hearing, they usually put, uh, you know, headphones on you and they'll play either white or pink noise. And um, they'll put the half ping pong balls over your eyes to kind of uh, shut down your vision. So you've got your hearing is limited and your vision is, is limited. Mm-hmm. And that seems to open up people's psychic abilities when they're in that kind of state state of mind. Um, and they've had, you know, significant results from some of the psychic studies that they've done in the laboratories from, from that, from getting rid of that outside noise. And I just think society has become so noisy. Like my three and a half year old is addicted to uh, technology already. You know, she carries around her iPad and she, yeah. if that dies, she asks for my cell phone. And if yeah. my cell phone dies, then she asks for her mother's cell phone. So I just yeah. think, you know, society today is not really focusing on yeah. that kind of. kind of stuff but if you're into mindfulness and and Mm -hmm. can kind of quiet things down um like you said you'll start to notice things like even today when you mentioned uh telepathy is always always happening um i was going through my emails today and i saw somebody had sent me a message on ancestry dna so i was like oh geez i got to get back to this person and no sooner did i say that my mother texts me and says hey i'm working on our family tree on ancestry dna (laughs) No yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, that, is that just a coincidence? Or, no, you
1: know, I I that, no, I don't believe anything no, is coincidental. No. I believe everything is synchronised very much. We're, we're more, more, we are more synchronised to each other way more than we could imagine. Um, and I think very much things is changing. Um, you know, people's opinions aren't as rigid and aren't as closed. And, and I, I believe, you know, like the law officer, you know, the enforcers and the different stories, there would have been a time where people wouldn't really have spoke up because they would have thought, you know, they're going to think I'm stupid or they're going to think I'm mad or I'm imagining this. Or And I think, yes, because of your background. And I also, I, I find you quite an easy person to kind of relate to and talk to, Um, you know, you, you're, you're, Remind me very much of a listener who doesn't judge you, listen and you make your, your assumptions, you know, your judgments. Um, and I think nowadays people are coming forward more and more, um, because there are people listening, you know, to different things that they've experienced that they've maybe carried for, as you say, for 20, maybe 30 years, but it's only now. People are starting to go, you know. Well, there's more than me, uh, you know, and there's, this can be very viable. There's, there's more than me. Yeah.
2: Yes, for sure. And I even since I've been investigating, uh, you know, back in 1997, I've I've noticed a change. Like society seems to be, you know, a little bit more. Um, Accepting of people to tell their paranormal phenomena, you're you're still going to get your skeptics and you're still going to get your your trolls at razz you. Yeah. Um, but there's sure. you know there's certainly uh, it, it does seem to be getting a little bit better. It's it's more acceptable. Like you said, people back then would be like, I can't tell them about my UFO side and they'll think I'm nuts. And
0: I know, yeah
2: start telling me like you know like aliens don't exist and all this stuff and now you've got us intelligence officers blowing the whistle uh talking about programs and i've worked for the government i know what they're capable of and uh if they don't want things to get out i understand their propaganda that they can push uh oh to me to to hear like the intelligence officer like david grush for example that's come out multiple times and testified in front of congress under oath Um, talking about what he knows about uh, UFOs and what other people in the government have told him, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Like, you know, I, I believe him. I think that he's credible. And, uh, you know, I know um, the media had dug up something on him that uh, he had to go into an alcohol rehab program. We all, we all have problems. If you dig into everyone's background. uh, We've all (laughs) all got something something.
1: in our closets and some, you know, nobody's, I always say we're perfectly imperfect.
2: Yes. I mean, that's that's the way we are. Humans are not perfect. We all make mistakes. Sure. Uh, hopefully, you learn from those mistakes, and that's
0: uh, why we're here. We're here to learn, yeah, I think, yeah, I think even last so last
2: night on uh, the podcast there um, that I was doing with my co-host Dr. Anna Greenberg, I was talking about how a lot of poltergeist cases have a mix of of fraud and trickery involved in them and uh you know in one case for example is the enfield poltergeist that you guys would be familiar with over there in the uk where yeah. the society for Spectacle research actually caught janet faking some things in the kitchen but exactly. there were some legitimate phenomena that was witnessed by other uh witnesses mm-hmm. for example the two police officers that got called there the night things were going crazy witnessed a chair slide down the hallway uh they were an independent witness they didn't fake that yeah. they checked to make sure there was no strings and all that stuff they basically told the family you need a priest and they left and they went back to the station they wrote the report up. so mm-hmm. there you have a mixed case where the kids kind of got carried away and you know yeah. they were trying to impress the media and the uh the spr investigators but there was also legitimate phenomena happening so yeah. you really have to kind of take it like step by step and kind of use all your critical analysis skills and, and really dig into to these types of types of cases yeah
0: absolutely uh, I, i'd like to touch on a little bit as well About um i know that you've had your master of arts in counseling psychology it's just when judith had said uh, you know you're a good listener uh you know so obviously you, you, you're natural at it as well you know yeah well I mean, yeah. so the one so-
2: thing i found about that i was gonna mention it but you brought it up again I, I was laughing because um when i was doing my uh masters of counseling the one thing about me is that I'm, I'm a bit of a straight shooter so they as we were digging into the material and you were listening to some of the scenarios that can come up i told my wife i said i don't know if i can bite my tongue like you know what i mean like if if somebody is like, I would just say, hey, buddy, you got to just leave her. Or you got to leave your husband or you got to do this. But as a counselor, you, you can't say that stuff. And I, I said to Sarah, I said, I don't know. I said, I, I just have, I said, there's just something in me where I, I just have to speak my mind. And I said, I don't think that counseling people would be, you know, the right job for me kind of thing. So I was glad I, I did it. I I learned a lot. Um, but I knew that that profession um, wasn't wasn't for me but i i have been told a lot by lots of people that you find I'm easy to talk to and i and i am a listener and part of that's probably from the 15 years that i had to be a police officer because they train you to do i was just about to
1: say that yeah
2: listening yeah so um you know i I know i've got some good qualities and probably would uh you know make a good counselor but um yeah, but even just...
1: even with uh, um you know you just take the listening skills as you were talking about as a as a police officer, um do you know do you think maybe that that part of you that has to just I need to speak my truth and I, I have to say it as it is, do you think that's because of the detective side in you whenever you got your facts you got your figures you understood the case what was going on you 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 know. Do you think maybe it, would that have been
2: influenced in that, by that? Yeah, I think it's a mix of, of that. And uh, I think it's just a mix of like who I am as a person. Like my, uh, for example, my dad was uh, vice president of, of his union with the uh, Canadian postal workers. So, you know, he believed in standing up for what's right and fighting for people's rights and things like that. And I kind of have a bit of that in me as well. Like if I see something that I don't think is right, I usually speak my mind and... Um, mm-hmm. So I think some of it could be biology um, and certainly some of it's environmental mm-hmm. as well, uh, because like you said, law enforcement uh, are trained to deal with the facts. Yeah. Um, y- yes, we'll listen to, uh, you know, suspected evidence and mm-hmm. and hearsay evidence, uh, but we have to rely on the facts, you know, like we can't act on hearsay even though you know, like say say John Doe is, is selling cocaine, well, we suspect that he is, but we can't go into his house until we have enough evidence to do that. Yeah. Um, so you really have to kind of take that information, put it on the on the back burner, and really focus on what you actually have. So uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if law enforcement is is part of the reason why I'm a straight shooter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It is the same in nursing as well because you, you, through your training in nursing, you have got to have good listening skills, because if you pick up information wrong and you document it as that information, then it does become legal then because you've documented it. So if that goes to a court of law, then and you pick that up information wrong because of you your listening skills, then it's a it's effective. Do you know? So yes.
2: It's yeah, important. for sure. And uh, I find it funny with memory, too, because uh, when I was doing my uh, master's degree, we did touch on on memory and re. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Basically, once you witness something, your memory kind of starts to degrade right away, um, which I find fascinating. And it seems like the older you get, the faster mm-hmm. your memory uh, degrades. Yeah. But, um, it is, it is interesting. So even uh, when I was doing my basic training with the RCMP, uh, they have an instructor come in the room wearing plain clothes. Uh, he'll come in, he'll do and say something, and then he'll leave the room. And then they want all 30 police cadets to write down what they witnessed, uh, what the instructor was wearing, what the instructor said. And when they did that, there was like 30 different answers because it had happened spontaneously. Um, individuals weren't uh, ready for that. So... All of a sudden, uh, when this happened, they, you know, they went through and they wrote down, um, you know, what they what they think they saw. But it turned out, you know, later on, he'd come in the room and you saw, oh, he was actually wearing, you know, a black T-shirt of a navy blue t-shirt, and you got facts wrong. And the reason why they do that is to, to teach you that when you're interviewing witnesses, especially if it's a historical case, that their facts might not be exactly as they recall it. And you can take that into the paranormal as well for your paranormal investigations, because normally by the time we get contacted to do an investigation, the homeowners have been experiencing the phenomena for quite some time. Yeah. And there's been lots of cases where we've gone in and interviewed say like the wife and she'll tell us one thing and then we'll interview the husband and his story will slightly vary uh, or it may be completely different. Like sometimes the, you get completely different things. Like I've had families say, yeah, I witnessed this, but no one else did. For example, um, there was a residual apparition or what we think was a residual apparition where it just kind of replays like videotape. Um, there was four people sitting around a campfire and only one gentleman witnessed it. He witnessed the female uh, wearing like a olden day dress. Like a, uh, he said that it looked like they were coming from the direction of where the church it looked like she was dressed for church. And there were two uh, kids as well, apparitions. So he saw three apparitions and he said they crossed over the river where the old bridge was. And he showed us where the old bridge was. There were still like spikes sticking out of the ground where it used to be, but they actually had built a new one and kind of moved it a few feet down. But yeah. I said to him, that makes sense. At that time, in her time period, that's where she would have crossed over. And mm-hmm. if it is uh, residual haunting or like a recording in the environment, that's where she's going to go. She's going to go where you know she used yeah. to go. Um, so it's, uh, it's very, very interesting. And again, it goes to... You know, I I believe the guy. I believe the guy was honest, and he yeah. was. Uh, but I also believe the other three people were honest as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just they, didn't see they just yeah. couldn't see it for whatever reason. It's like yeah. psychic. Yes, they just couldn't see it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's true though, isn't it, Judith? I mean, it's the same in, with mediumship as well. You know, one medium, you know, can receive some information and another medium can receive something completely different, yeah. you know, but it's not that one's wrong or one's right. It's just whatever you're capable of receiving, whatever energy you've got, that's able to receive that, you know, Yeah. Also, and, uh, I know that the there's world. some
2: mediums, there's some mediums too that. Um, it's almost like when you hear uh, like a lot of people, when they say they hear ghost conversations that they could hear the voices, they could tell it's like a male and female, but they couldn't make out what they were saying. And I've heard some me uh, say that as well that spirits trying to tell them something but they can't quite make out exactly what yeah. they're saying so you know there's different factors like that that, that can also happen i'm,
0: well. I'm clear the audience so i hear
2: uh, know, yeah
0: i yeah. hear um i didn't start off that way though um elliot i i started off with clear clairvoyance you know um and i'm also work very much clear sentience but but um, as the years have went on, I am definitely clear audience. I, I can hear them, do you know. But I mean, if you, you awesome. watch, you say that too, you know, or they will think you're, you're crackers. Yeah, they don't the know. hear voices. She's nuts. Don't do you know? get it. And, and what, then, about,
2: what yeah. about you, Judith? How does your information come? Are you clear audience, clairvoyant? I'm
1: I'm clear audience, clairvoyant. I feel, I smell, I touch, I everything. So I. I sense very high the highly past. I also have a spiritual surgery team. Um, I'm a physical, I'm, so I'd be physical, but it, it, one of the things that we wanting to touch on was the mo- moving of the objects. You, you, I heard yep. you touch on that. So my spirit chain very much trained me in my physical mediumship, and they trained me to work with them two in one. And it was to cut out the trickery so yeah, say if I was giving someone say like yourself, Elliot, if I was giving you a, a reading, um, I never choose, the loved one will always, I always the loved one will always choose what physical reconnection they want. So they might they'll move a, a mug completely off your hand, but it would be your hand, not mine. Um, burst a balloon in your hands, deliver a feather around you. Um, um it's now moving to where they're uh, levitating their loved one's arms um and they can feel them holding the wrist Um they'll physically close your hand they will close doors beside you um so at everything that i do physically i channel and i we channel i channel my energy with theirs but it's yourself that experiences it so there's it doesn't matter if you're in Canada, America, Ireland. It, it, that that it doesn't matter. I've actually had spirits shout across my computer. Yeah, and there was I was doing a reading for a young girl, and she would never got to meet her father, and um, she she just always had that. She always had that wish that she could have even known or spoken to him, and. Um, when I went to finish, he just literally, he just shouted her name um, across the computer and just to hear, for her to hear that. Um, so I think um, for me, and I think Alice is of the same opinion, mediumship's very much changing. It's, it's, it's to validate the purposes. Yes, we can pass messages and we can link in, but it's shown, you know, validating that um, we're not moving these objects, and with the Amptigo story, um, it's very much happening to you, to the person, and that means a lot. To that means a lot, a lot of comfort.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, you
0: know, and uh, you've got to feel it as well, though. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got to feel it. You know, and I, I think it's good to have the physical, but also, if you, if you're actually having a reading from another medium and it's very robotic, you know, Yeah. and you don't sense that essence of spirit world, you don't sense that was mom or your brother or your husband, then it doesn't matter what evidence you're going to give. You know, if you don't sense that feeling, well, that is how he would have spoke, but that, that—that was her character. Even the way she was touching her hair while she—while she was talking yeah. to you. If you don't sense that, then there ain't, there ain't no point, really, is yeah. there? Because you know no, you're yeah. going to away with that question of doubt. But also, if you can entangle that with the physical as well, then yes. wow, bang, you know. It's, yeah. it's strange because you have
1: to sorry you have to show their character like Alice was saying. Um, I know whenever it's me if I'm doing any lives, um, one minute and I'll have someone come through and their personality they're such jokers they're so high, and and one minute they'll have me and I'm such a giggler so I be yeah. in fits of laughter, and then the next thing I, they'll maybe be emotional and and I'm crying. Um, or they'll be singing and they'll have me singing and i seem to do all these actions and but it's really who they were yeah
0: you're bringing that yeah, personality I think
1: sometimes
2: uh mediums are able to 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 give somebody something where um like you know like you don't have a crystal ball in front of you and the the person's spirit's not going to show up in front of the the crystal ball that would be amazing if we had to yeah but we don't so, I think when they get, when you give something like, I've, I've heard people, uh, they were they had a nickname that only very few people knew about. So, you couldn't go on their Facebook and look it up, mm-hmm. search on the person. And then, you know, you're like, I sense uh, there's a male here, um, possibly a brother, and he's calling you, you know, Boo. And it's like, oh, like, you know, in their head, they're thinking, gee, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of family nickname. Like, not too many people knew about that. And I think stuff like that certainly. Um, helps validate them, and then I think there's others that just kind of provide very general information yeah, yeah. that could apply to anybody. You know, for example, like when you're told, uh, you know, you recently experienced a loss recently, and you're thinking, uh, well, no, no, nobody died. And then you know, you can kind of get the probing questions like, um, well, did you did you lose anything lately? Well, I lost my job last week. Ah, oh, that must be what it is. And then kind of feed on yeah. it. But I think when you get that information that
1: you can pass it rather than asking
2: it. It's yeah, I think that I think yeah. that really really helps validate for people. Um, Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. There's uh, readings where I can relate to it, and I'm like, yeah, it's like you know that was a pretty good reading. And then there's others I've been to, and I'm like, no, I didn't really like kind of relate relate to anything that was said. You know, and didn't walk away feeling uh, more generalized. You know, like they, but yeah, yeah. They, they made the connection, so. But yeah. then
0: someone else could go in after you and come out and think, "Wow, that was amazing," because yeah, some we've yeah. got everybody's got their own medium, I believe. You know, and not everybody's that medium for that person as well. Yeah, and I do yes. believe that, and it's also yeah. to do with energy too. You know, uh, because you know when you've got someone who comes to genuinely, genuinely want you to reach out to the loved one. And they they want that proof and evidence that they're okay, but they also want the proof and evidence that you've really got that person. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes. but then you have other then you have other people who will come in and, and they'll sit in front of you and it's like I'm going to prove to you that you're a fraud and you really, yeah. really want to work hard. Oh yeah, because it's like a brick wall.
1: wall, it's like yeah. really the disengagement. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know when I was starting out. We, oh, of over 20 odd year ago, I I used to try and, and, and compensate for that. And, and, you know, and the more I was trying to compensate for it, the more I was stressing, but the more I was also creating barriers. But now yeah. I don't. I just, if I feel that, I'll say, well, you know, I have nothing to prove. I know Absolutely. what I receive. Yeah. I know what I receive. And, you know, um, after five minutes of a reading, if I've got that barrier and I feel that, then I just cut it. You know? yeah. But it's not yeah. always
1: up to us to understand the messages. I think sometimes that's where people go wrong and when, when it goes more into general. It's it's not, you know, yes, we don't, well, I know I don't ever remember the physical phenomena, but I, I never remember the messages and I know ours would be mm-hmm. the same. Um, but it's when you, you go into that there and people are kind of, they're closing off and, and it's... It it can be hard. It can it come to Alice. It, it can can be hard because people are people are skeptic. But then you know, we've and I'm sure Alice you've had the same. I've had people that are skeptical and they've come and I've said to them, you know, you don't believe in us in any way. And yeah. they'll laugh and by the time they're finished, um, they're they're like, Oh my word. And should yep. you say to, should yep. you say to someone like a male? It might sound silly to other people, but we don't always have to understand those messages because they're not our messages. So it could have been the meal you've just ate before you came to have that reading, um, and what you've did, you know. So it's, sometimes even the simplest things are, are can be such validation because they've literally just happened.
0: You are intent- so, coming from a good place, and you're yeah. doing it other people and you're serving spirit world for that reason and yeah. it will look after you they will look mm-hmm. after you and yeah. they, they will take you away from situations as well where you you're not meant to be in yeah. you know and well, i'm sure yeah. it completely trains me in my
1: physical so i and, it's hard know. to let go yeah it's you have to trust for yeah. doing what we do you have to
0: yeah have you ever had that though ellie where you've been in a you know, you've went to a, a, one of these investigations and then felt I, I, maybe you're getting tested in some way, but maybe it's not quite genuine or have you had that experience or have you never had that?
2: No, I've, I've definitely felt that in, um, in an investigation. Uh, it was actually the house, uh, I talked a little bit about last night on the, uh, um, the other podcast the uh where the pennies were materializing so there was no doubt in my mind that that house was was haunted for sure um the penny had materialized out of nowhere on one of my investigators there was no way that anybody planted that my investigator didn't plant it um my other investigator because we came back a second night uh one of my other investigators actually saw the apparition of a little girl so i have no doubt in my mind that that place was haunted but um as the investigation was going on, too, I felt that the homeowner, um, particularly the, was kind of getting uh, a little bit more like carried away because she started to bring other things into it. Like she felt like she was a medium and um, that she was trying to pass along messages. But we weren't able to corroborate anything because we'd go out and try and corroborate the information, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't matching up. And yeah. and so. I kind of felt that that was one of those mixed bag cases where, you know, all of a sudden the team coming back for a second night, all these people are interested. I know an author wrote a, a, a book on it. So, you know, she was getting calls from, from authors that wanted to write about it. So um, I think that was one of those cases where there was some legitimate phenomena going on, but there might've also been a little bit of yes. exaggeration yes. as well. Do um, you find it
1: hard um, being, you know, doing what you're doing and the investigation and you um and um, um we all can see tick tock sometimes you'll see different um i try not to watch them because i have to swipe bath, but they're there and you see the gates are open and there's different things and there's all these people and you know that it's all staged but at the same time that's given one it's given the likes of what we do what you do it makes it harder because we're you know for the genuine you know people. but also I want I think you know for the viewers watching that and understand that can create fear. you know that can create you know we bring bringing in the power of the mind again as to you know, gosh, people think that is real like you say and when it's not really, it's like just like what you've explained,
2: yeah oh definitely um i get sent those videos all the time and and because uh you know ppri is on tiktok um a lot of times those types of videos will pop up in a a for you feed and i do watch them some of them are really interesting really good but it's kind of become today used to say a picture was worth a thousand words now it's not Sure, I, I do. It's called uh, Hauntings Exploring Apparitions, Poltergeist, and Demons. And I used to show a photo of my niece and nephew. 2012. I think my brother in law said the picture was taken. The only thing that was real in the photo was my niece that they were wearing, but it had them sitting on a dock. It had the reflection in the water. It had, you know, this background. All of that was just fake. It was the yeah. only thing. In there, that was real, was them and the clothes that they were wearing, and now with uh, artificial, AI. yeah, I was just about, about to say the
1: same.
2: yeah. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just read an article the other day saying people were getting phone calls from the voice of Joe Biden telling them not to vote. So you know, there's so oh, many deep things out there now. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think like that's that. going to open
1: up a whole, a whole avenue that's it, it's unknown and unknown in the sense as to where that's going to go.
2: Yeah, um, it, it's cool, but I think if somebody was to email me and say, hey, we got this really crazy haunting happening, and here's a video clip of what we caught, and it was something similar to, to see on TikTok, in today's world, I think that my investigative team and I would have to go in there, and we'd have to witness it for ourselves, mm-hmm. yeah. because you know, even now with the technology, I know even just before I retired uh, from the police in 2020, our digital forensic experts were having trouble telling the difference between real yeah. uh, digital evidence and, and fake digital evidence. So I, th- I think it's almost becoming this, uh, the old saying now is in seeing is believing. I think now.
1: Yeah. But I would say you have very good intuition um, for like even with being in, in, in the police Um and um, for your cases um you would have probably sensed you know you, you would have had that gut feeling you would have had that sense and and whether we're working spiritually um with spirit or we are working with spirit with that intuition so do you think that's got do you think that's got stronger as you've left the place and pursued this to kind of go in deeper do you feel that that's strengthened your intuition in that sense
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, like I used to I used to say to my myself and everybody that I'm like the least psychic person that you'll meet. But I do have, you know, fairly good intuition. I certainly had it as a police officer. Like uh, you know, one time I pulled this car over and there really wasn't much to pull him over. There might have been like a burnt out taillight or some some sort of legal reason to pull the car over. But Is there when something I was talking, telling you when I was talking to the owner, there was just sitting right with his story and it turned out that he had like 50 stolen ids in the back of his trunk and he was on this big fraud and 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 theft uh, thing it was a major It turned into a major file and it all stopped uh, started from like an innocent kind of traffic stop but there was that intuition um there and i told my wife uh finally i had to learn a couple hard lessons but i'd always get intuition on a decision that i should make and I would always go against my gut. And I told her every time I go against my gut feeling,
1: Overthink it would
2: be wrong and disastrous. So I started to listen to that the last couple of years. And I find, well, things are going smoother. I mean, things are not. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, for example, like even just the uh, fireplace in my background there. One day my little one was behind there and I had a uh, carving on there. And I just kind of got the vibe that if he knocks that, that carving's going to fall over. So I went. Yeah. Now, we don't know if it would have, but chances are normally when I ignore my gut, it happens. So it, yeah. it may have fallen off and broken, but I, I acted on it so to prevent it. And um, yeah. I think that's important that if people have that inkling or the spider senses or whatever term people want to use for it, that you listen Trust to Trust them. them. Trust yeah. Them. Yeah. And you, for- you never know. Sometimes uh, mediums have said that it's uh, sometimes it's... Uh, you know either a loved one or somebody that's watching over you that's trying to give you that uh advice like hey you might not want to go go out tonight or you might not want to do this and uh whatever that intuition is or wherever it comes from i think it's important to listen to it absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. i I totally, I totally with you on that i can remember my son um, it was it was about 10, 10 years ago, and uh, he was going out one night. Um, he wasn't drinking. He was actually taking people to a, a social night, and he was d- doing the driving. And I had a terrible feeling in my stomach he was not to go out in that car. And I couldn't get rid of it. And I eventually I said to him, look, I really don't want you to go out tonight. Um, mum, mum's not being crazy here. I said, I really have a bad feeling about you going in the car tonight and he went, oh my gosh, mum. He said, I feel the same. I said, I've had this feeling, this sinking feeling in my stomach, all and I, I, he is, he's, he's like my daughter, they can pick things up, you know, um, and I, I said, please don't go and he said, mum, I've got to go. He said, because I'm going to let other people down and it was a birthday party and I was pleading don't go please don't go I said I've got a really bad feeling and I can remember he he gave me a massive hug and he said you you know he said I'm so sorry he said I do as well he says I have to go he says because what if it's just their imagination I said listen it's never my imagination (laughs) (laughs) so listen to him you know uh, anyway cut the long story short he went out and within an hour the phone went and um and because um, we had, uh, it wasn't just the mobiles then, I, I had my house phone then as well. And the phone went, and my husband looked at me and I said, that's the police. And he went, oh my God, he said, you're joking. And I said, no, I'm telling you, that's the police. I said, I can't get it. And he picked the phone up, so there was anything, it was the police. And uh, he was in our bad car accident. Um, the car was a complete write-off, uh, his friend had, Fractured his ribs, um, his arm, neck damage to the collarbone for his other friend, Um, and Thomas, my son, came out with a broken thumb, nothing else, and yet the car was mangled. Yeah, he took a picture of this when he got out the car. He took a picture, and here was this, and it was, it was. Dark, dark. It was nighttime, but here was this massive, bright blue light beaming all the way down right onto his car. You know, and uh, it was electrifying. You know, and he said to me, "Mama, mom, I was protected." He said, "I know we've injured." He says, "But really, with what everybody else has got wrong with them, I was driving." He says, "I should have more than a broken thumb." You know, um it been watched over. He was yeah. watched over. And what happened was um someone came right through a red light and just smashed right into my high speed and he went whizzing round, banged against the wall, came off it, banged against it again, and then spun round again and went flying through the, the the other part of the road and you know, and ever since then, he's all, you know, he's always said to me, my gosh, he said, oh, I'll Justin. never, will no never I'm letting down, mm-hmm. if I get that feeling again, he said, I will never, ever ignore it. So, yeah, I do believe your gut, your gut is your own soul yeah. telling you. It's screaming what's at what's you.
2: unique about that story is that it yeah. wasn't just you that had the feeling, no. but your son had the yeah. feeling. Yeah. Like yeah. that was that was extremely see now yeah. in, in hindsight I'm sure he would say yeah you're right I never should have went um, yeah. and I can totally I can totally see his side too where he's like he doesn't want to let his friends down he told that's him right. he yeah. be. But, but you've read those news articles where mm-hmm. um, her designated driver that's taking his friends home and they get into an pair driver actually hits yeah. them and then the sober driver passes away. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, so but, but that's a very interesting case because both you and your son had that yeah. strong intuition, and, you know, and then you trouble. had it again when the yeah. phone call came, and you knew yeah. it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but so we is is that, is that, inner is that inner knowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember
1: we we were driving back from my uh, friends, and as soon as I went to to get into the car, my actually because I just talked to them, talked to them like we talked to you um and they said to me car accident be careful and i had our daughter in the back at the time and uh our youngest and the partner so i was driving home and my partner (laughs) said my partner says to me what's wrong with you and i was like nothing nothing and he was like why are you driving so slow and i was like ah oh, sure we're in no hurry and um and they kept sending me car accident be careful car accident and i was like i'm making sure it's not mine and we i was up through the motorway and my partner kept saying me there's there's something just what's going on and i didn't want to say because i didn't want to worry our, our daughter and um and panic her but i knew it was a car accident so i was making sure whether it was it was me it was going to be low impact um, and sure as anything as so we get up the carriageway you know you have a different lights set and there was a real closure and it was a a car accident just because you went round the bend um so then they said to me "That's okay just where you go and so i was driving any and he says oh you're driving now we're nearly home and you're <laughs> now you're driving normal um so spirit friday do they very much look after the, the oh car. they do yeah, yeah. absolutely like the amount of times so that they'll, like, they'll warn you off or they'll give you, help, help you and give you heads up and that's the good. they do. And, again, it's that like initiation
0: as well. So, yeah, well, it's,
2: it's important to listen to it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, I, um, I, <laughs> we've been talking now for about yeah. over an hour and 20 minutes, uh, but I've loved it. I've so loved, I, could, I could talk oh, on and talk
1: on, but I know we I- can't. <laughs>
0: i could keep talking
2: yeah you guys um, you guys were great uh great to talk to if uh yeah if you ever need a guest or something on again uh i'm sure there's a oh, lot yeah, more we can, absolutely. we can discuss. i would yeah. definitely
0: love, yeah. to again, I would yeah. love to have you back on again ellie i would love to have you back on again i'm just yeah. i'd like to invite you to
1: as a guest on 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 what my social side and what i do um, yeah for sure the power psychology side would be i'm really in depth with that to, to hear what you know what you talk more about in that sense too
2: yeah yeah no for great uh, for sure i'll uh, like i said i'll uh, follow you guys on uh tiktok and, and the facebook yeah. page if i are not already following it and well yeah. i'm
1: following you <laughs> so you'll awesome. find me stalking you there somewhere <laughs>
2: Awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. We just uh, actually Jody, the medium I was just telling you about, um, we just promoted her to our uh, digital marketing and communications manager. So right now she's going through our website to kind of do all the SEO stuff to kind of make us uh, found easier for people when they do the Google searches and uh, uh-huh. eventually she'll be taking over our uh, our social media accounts and taking a little bit off my plate. So
0: yeah yeah that be busy. yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it definitely does help uh well um i i'm on facebook instagram um and uh this um will be going on to spotify this podcast so awesome um, awesome yeah, yeah and
2: uh once it's out uh i can share it on our social media too i usually do that yeah. uh, as that well so cool.
0: yeah Okay, well, listen. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, and- it's been so interesting. Thank you also no, to no Judith Miller Yeah, and thank you, yeah, um, thank you for us. joining me. Yeah, thank you for joining me this evening. It's been absolutely great to to um, have a little change to the night. Um, so it's been good, and uh, we will be back on again um, next Thursday with another guest. Um, awesome. So, nice. Yeah. So um, next Thursday it will be at 8pm. Okay, um, so I will be looking forward to meeting our next guest next week. And I would like to thank all viewers as well who have been listening. And also, if you could please, you know, put a little like, you know, and subscribe to the Spotify mm-hmm. channel, the YouTube channel as well. Um, and uh, and also to Dr. Elliot Van Dusen as well. Um, yes, have been a pleasure, to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um we also have um where you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're also um you, you have, I have put up but for for, for those in the podcast that won't see it, I will also put it on the podcast um intro for the bio on that as well. And it's van dusen at ppri.net, but I will put that up anyway.
2: Fantastic. And if any of your listeners, uh, you know, have any questions for me, too, they can feel free to uh, send me an email or go to our website at PPRI.net and uh, there's a contact us form.
0: That's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, I would like to actually have a little bit more. I have experienced paranormal, uh, as I said, with the house we lived in, etc. And I have still experienced (laughs) it. Here as well. I do love it. Um, but I would like to do a little bit more of actually going out to places like um, you know, like castles and old properties and you know, just experience yeah. it in a different way, you know. Um I've I haven't quite done that yet, um, because I hadn't really I wasn't so keen on doing it to be fair, you know, but yes but I am now. Sense. But I am, yeah. now, I am now, I am now, I'm quite interested in finding out more about that physical side of going to a castle or a manor or a pub or a hotel or somewhere. Oh, I would to, to, to go to different places. We'll do, see. Yeah.
2: Do, see, do for you guys to, to go out to spots like that, it's like sightseeing from a different <laughs> perspective, literally, because you're picking up different energy, mm. like, you know, you might... Uh, you might go to a castle and they had a lot of weddings there and there was a lot of great times or you might pick up on that energy or it could be one of those castles where like yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: Yeah, so it's like sightseeing from a different Mm. perspective
0: yeah i mean don't get me wrong i have had um the huge experience um You the it was a what was the program you mentioned at the beginning was unusual paranormal or
2: unsolved mysteries
0: unsolved mysteries I've been on that show have been on that show but it was with my dog and you know yeah I had a real paranormal experience there not everybody will believe it some people will there's great evidence it's not just me. Um, yeah. And there has been, um, oh, there's been well over 50 dogs that's died in this place. Um, wow. And it, yeah, um, you know, and the, the, it was basically um, Overton, Overton Bridge. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's in Scotland. Uh, and, a, yeah, um, Earl Cassie, and um, who's always been very, very good at commands, um, I'd never been before. Turned up and uh, parked the car. Got out the car with my son. We were going back. We we're going back about over ten years ago. Um, but Cassie was only about maybe four at the time, and um, she just stopped in the track and she looked up and she seen something and she just stared and she barked, and then she just leapt, and uh, it gives you the illusion that it's just a pathway. But it's not, and when she leapt over this bridge, was the drop of it was huge. I can't even remember the feet of it. You know, I mean, when you look down, it was just like, where is she? Do you know, because it was so, you know, um, you know. But if you look up Overton Bridge, and um, you'll see um, the the stories about that um, and other dogs. There's only two dogs that have ever survived, and one was Cassie. And another wow. dog. Um, yeah. yeah, only two dogs ever survived out of out of and the deaths are still happening. I did my best to to help with it, um, but there was a lot of blockages, a lot of blockages I was coming across. Um, but uh yeah, our Cassie was on the um she she got she was in the animal hospital, I her pictures up on the wall, you know, and um, because she was in utter agony and pain but she had no break. None whatsoever. Amazing, yeah. wow. Not one break, you know, so it, there is a lot to be said, I think also about spirit protection. You know oh, what? absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You have to, to believe them you're them What the dogs are seeing that's causing them to, yes. you know, to do exactly. that. exactly.
0: So, what did yeah. you yeah. Say? What did she say? We can read our dogs. We can, yeah. we, can yeah, yeah. we can
1: read yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. um, in hindsight, we I mean, never it, obviously you know, but looking back, if you hadn't maybe thought,
0: you know, maybe read her, I wonder what you would have picked up. I mm. think no. though, because I was so close to her, it's like yeah. anyone in your family, do you know? I always I say know. no, <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and and I know some of the things I did pick up, um, and I did pick up a, 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 a lady in a wedding dress. Um, um but yeah I picked up that she was older in this white wedding dress and I also picked up that she's seen something that she was holding but I couldn't see what it was um I picked that up and strangely enough listening to other people's stories afterwards all similar but mentioned um, minks the smell of minks get mentioned which was a load of nonsense there was no smell of minks there at all and there's been people from paranormal like yourself that's went out did all the tests and everything there's nothing like that it is definitely something that that's out with you know then that is more more paranormal it's nothing to do with minks and, and and anything like this um but there's been stories of similarities to ours but slightly different and if you tie it all up together it tells the story you know it tells the story and there was there is a book out about it now as well I believe so um yeah that I still know though that she was protected that day and it's terrible to say that because of all the other dogs who have died you know um but for whatever reason she was protected and how I mean she was in so much pain she couldn't walk you know and she was in the hospital for over two weeks and they, and they couldn't believe because they did a CT scan, an MRI, they've done everything, this dog's in so much pain, but there is nothing, nothing on these scans, there's wow. nothing at all, but yet she acted like a dog that actually had a fractured hip and fractured legs. Do you know yeah, yeah. So, what she her.
1: experiencing and what other animals experienced? That you know, if, if we if we connect into a loved one one we feel that pain. We feel I, what. So, I wonder, was, was was your dog experiencing what the dogs who didn't survive? Was she, was she experiencing that phenomena because it stayed with her? It could have well done. I think it was a fifty or sixty foot drop. Wow, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's
2: wild. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. wild. Uh-huh. Yeah
0: yeah yeah um but you should look that up um because there's a lot of stories about that um and i I was on that program i I was on some other programs and and then it was getting a bit much and i thought you know i've done my bit and i've tried to try to get signs put up to warn people there's actually a 60-foot bridge that you know that you know this is a bit of an illusion as if it's just a pathway you know you're actually crossing a bridge, and when you look down, I'll tell you something else, Elliot. And um, there was a story about that bridge as well about a gentleman who um, went out with his baby and um, for a walk and crossed over that bridge and took the baby out of the pram and threw it over. And then oh himself, my God. And then so it's, got, he, it's
2: definitely got a history, of- yeah, and then
0: and himself afterwards. He survived obviously, but the baby didn't, but he survived. Um, they put it down to mental illness, etc. But he said that he just felt this urge and he couldn't stop it, they had to do this. There's so I'll many have, people. I'll, being
2: this have look, I'll have to look this place up, it's definitely got my uh curiosity. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so anyway, well, we're meant to be finished. but here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been really good I've, I've, yeah. thoroughly, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it all I really have and I would just like to say thank you so much again um, no problem really thank you for really having good.
2: me and I'll and come back, love
0: to have you you back. yeah, yeah. yeah we'll have them back Judith. <laughs> yeah it's, it's
1: like there's so much we have not covered <laughs> so much yeah. we've I have like lists of all like oh, I wanted to ask this. I wanted to <laughs> just so, so interesting. Um and it's, it's such yeah. a massive subject that you're just tipping the iceberg,
2: really. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I agree. I'm definitely willing to come back. So just let me oh,
0: know. Well, I'd love to have you back on yeah. my show again. So thank you so much for joining. And also all right, thank, you. thank you for joining me tonight. It's been great. Well. It's been yeah. great. Um I'm, I'm and happy. until yeah, until next week. Um, I would like to say um good night wherever you are or good afternoon or good morning wherever you are please stay safe and look after yourselves and each other yeah good night good night
2: good night
1: C'est... Yeah.